Hey friends, welcome back to the Way of the Master podcast. I'm Tom Johnston. This is episode 22, The Urgent Need Part 4, where we're going to talk about a renewed vision for local pastoral multiplication. What does that mean? Well, as part of our Urgent Need series, we've been talking about the need for more and better pastors and how every Bible college and every seminary in our country could not possibly give us enough laborers for the harvest. In Luke 10 and Matthew 9, Jesus says that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So the real issue that we face is not a lack of harvest. It's a lack of laborers. It's a lack of people who are willing to be pastors, as we talked about last time, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for disciple-making, leader-making. And so we really have to uh, reevaluate uh, how we see people coming into pastoral ministry. We've talked about the fact that there's all different kinds of pastors, and there are, there are people who are called to be bivocational pastors, and bivocational church planters, a lot of second career people who are working jobs, working even full-time, and also engaged in some aspect of pastoral ministry. And so the development for these people really is um, something that needs to be rooted in a local church environment. Seminaries, Bible colleges are great, but we can't move people through enough, uh, fast enough, uh, to really meet the needs of the harvest. So as we look at the New Testament, we really see how leadership was multiplied in local church communities, where kingdom communities were, were fostering the multiplication of disciples and leaders, and then groups of disciples and leaders, and then ultimately the multiplication of churches, seeing new churches planted. So multiplication of pastoral uh, uh, people in pastoral ministry is a key function of a local church. You know, we often say that the fruit of a disciple is another disciple, and the fruit of a shepherd is a shepherd. Everything reproduces after its kind. Now, I know that as pastor-teachers that we are involved in, in making disciples because we are disciples. But there is, there is a next step forward into leader development that is so important for us to understand that primarily from a New Testament perspective— it's supposed to happen in a local church. That's right. Pastors need to be raised up in a local church environment. Now, uh, in 2 Timothy 2, Paul, speaking to his son in the faith, whom he helped facilitate coming into ministry, says this, starting in verse 1. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses Entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So in this passage, we see this idea of, of generational multiplication, not generational in age, but generation as in generations of a church. Uh, that we see Paul, Timothy, the faithful men, that's the third generation, and then the others that the faithful men teach as the fourth generation. So I always like to say that I know I'm being effective in ministry when I'm four generations down. You know, that, that three generations for me, people are making disciples. And so 
we really need to understand that this is the task of the pastor, is disciple-making and then multiplying leaders and pastors. You know, in, in uh, Titus uh, chapter 1, in verse 5, it says this, Paul again speaking to another one of his sons in the faith, Titus, he says, This is why I left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained in order and to appoint elders in every town as I directed you. So the whole thing, you know, the whole assignment that Timothy and Titus have been given is to multiply themselves, to raise up an eldership, to raise up leadership in a local context in order so that the kingdom move of God can continue, that the people of God can be discipled and, and cared for. And so there really is this idea of multiplication. And when we embrace this vision, when we see it as our responsibility as local church pastors to raise up more pastors, to provide training or to help facilitate the training of those pastors, to provide mentoring, to provide experience, uh, to open the doors for ministry, that if, if we see that as our role, we have to invest differently. If we are going to raise up um, pastors from our local churches, we have to invest our time. And so it's going to shift how we actually spend our time. We're going to actually have to step away from a lot of management things and chaplaincy things that, that uh, are historically what pastors do, but quite honestly aren't really the purview of the ministry of the body. If you embrace the, uh, the, the priesthood of all believers, and because of that, the ministry of the body, then we need to divest ourselves of some of those things that are the historic baggage so that our time can be turned around and invested in those people whom have a calling from God to pastoral ministry. And so, you know, with that, not only do we have to invest our time, but we have to invest our talent that are the best that we have, our skills, the grace that's on our life, has to be invested in those people that can multiply and make more disciples and leaders and eventually pastors. Uh, I, I always note that Jesus hung out with 72 people. From that, he called out 12. And then there were three, Peter, James, and John, who were kind of the inner circle of the inner circle. And his time investment was less in the crowds, more to the 72, even more to the 12, and mostly to the three. And yet, he constantly would have uh, conflicts uh, with people in the 12 and in the three. And, and I don't think he hung with those guys simply because he liked them better or there was some kind of relational thing going on. I think it's he realized who the Father had called out and engraved with the most uh, ability, uh, most empowerment to make a difference in the kingdom. So Jesus invested deeply there. So your best equipping is going to have to go to those who are willing to take up the responsibility to multiply disciples and leaders and, and eventually, hopefully, even pastor churches. And then it comes down to our treasure. So time, talent, and treasure. What does that mean? It means in a local church environment, we need to be investing financially 
in the development of other leaders and future pastors. So that might be getting them books, might be uh, investing in them having certain ministry experiences that allow them to grow. It could be in training courses, seminars, um, distance education, maybe from a Bible college, or that's why we have the Trevium Institute for Leader Development. We're training pastors in local churches through Trevium. And so in that, we, we really have to have line item in the budget for leader development. And this is a big chunk of uh, how we spend our funds in our local church at Trinity Life Community, where we are investing uh, better, uh, a, a better part of, of $15,000 a year or more in the development of leaders, and specifically focusing on those who are next generation of pastors. And so we do that through, again, through books. We get them Logos Bible software. We, we read books together. Uh, we get them resources. We give them the opportunity to uh, attend conferences, seminars. Our church has a scholarship fund for the Trivium Institute. And so it's really all about that kind of leader development. And so we're investing time, talent, and treasure. So what that means for you personally is you're going to have to refocus what you do. You're going to have to shift from the historical tasks that you have uh, really been weighed down with and moving more towards seeking out those who are called to be pastors and starting a process with them, a relational process of discipleship and spiritual formation, mentoring, and ultimately helping them engage in some form of training or pastoral ministry. And then you're going you're gonna to have to open the door for them to have experience and to be sponsored and put forward into environments where they can receive credentialing, where they can be um, affirmed by the body uh, as someone called to pastoral ministry. And so this really becomes uh, the major thing we do, that we are focused on multiplying disciples who become leaders, who become leader-making disciples, some of whom will become pastors and church planters and missionaries. And it all starts in a local church environment. Now, listen, yes, I know these days I have a doctorate degree, but uh, when I started out, I had no formal training for pastoral ministry. I was uh, embraced in a local church and in that church, they had an intentional process. It was informal, but intentional of discipleship and mentoring, uh, resourcing people with books, studying things together. Uh, back in the day, we'd watch VHS tapes in my pastor's office at 0700 on Saturdays. And we'd be watching uh, certain teachers and preachers that he wanted us to, to be familiar with. And then we would dialogue about the teaching. So there was a great bit of rabbinical process in that. And, you know, all along the way, there was life formation, spiritual formation. I was learning things from my small group leader, from the elders of the church, from uh, and from the pastor. And so, so with that, I was embraced as someone who they discerned had a calling to ministry. I had expressed that, uh, and I had stepped forward to engage what they had given me. And so, you know, I, uh, 
I didn't have a master's degree until I was 48. That was the first degree I had. I actually never finished my bachelor's when I was much younger. And so at 48, I, I did go back to school, got a master's degree. And uh, it was about, I think it was 56 before I got my doctorate. But before all of that, just going on what I had been given in a local church and through some denominational opportunities for training, uh, really, I, I was raised up. I was sent out to plant my first church at 29. Uh, my wife, Kathy, and I have planted four churches. We've sent out uh, eight daughter churches, a mission team to Russia, and we've mobilized more than 40 people into credentialed ministry. And there's there's more in the shoot. So listen, what, what I have been given in a local church environment seemed to be enough for Jesus to work with to get me going. Now, I think education's great, and there's more opportunities today than ever. Uh, the real key is that if someone's already serving, they've got another career, uh, they, they're going to have to find a way to appropriate that learning and that development as part, not totally, but in part, as part of their development in kind of an asymmetrical way. They're going to have to be able to do it distance education, online, uh, and, and find ways to get theological formation over time. So we, we know from experience, and we know from what the scripture shows us, that while formal education is great, and it's a great way to sharpen your, your tool set, it's, it's not where leader development begins. It's not where pastoral development begins. It happens through the mentoring and life-on-life -life engagement with people in a local church by pastors and other leaders. So today, really, what my challenge is for you is that you would step up to the plate and engage as someone who is developing other pastors for the harvest field. Wouldn't it be wonderful if four, five, six, seven pastors could come out of your ministry in, in the years ahead? Wouldn't it be great if, if three or four new churches could start? Wouldn't it be great if you could send a couple missionaries overseas? Wouldn't it be really wonderful if uh, you, could, you could establish a discipleship and mentoring process in your local church that would take people from, from, from uh, someone who doesn't follow Jesus to someone who is a disciple, who's a leader, who's a leader-making disciple, and then ultimately some of them becoming pastors. Wouldn't it be great to have a process like that? Well, this is what Jesus does, and you just have to have some intentionality about it. You have to believe that God can use you uh, to raise people up, that he can give you discernment to see who he's calling to himself as uh, pastors and leaders and church planters, and that by his Holy Spirit that he can guide you in their development so that you can invest your time, talent, and treasure in them. Because it really is that, listen, if we are going to see transformation in our culture, we need a whole lot more troops on the field. We need more lieutenants, more captains, more generals. Uh, we need people to make disciples. We need leaders who can lead others into the future kingdom that God has for them and, and for their life and for their local church. So if that's going to happen, it's going to be because people like you and I who are pastoring in a local church shoulder the responsibility for pastoral multiplication, that we would see more and better pastors raised up in our local church environments. So my prayer for you this week is that you would, that you would step into that, that you would trust the Lord, that you would begin to pray and seek who, who God has you working with, 
that you can call forward into ministry and that then you would start to resource them in that goal with your time, with your talent, with your treasure. So that's the challenge and that's the prayer this week. So God bless. We have some more to go on this series about the urgent need, but please hear me this week. Seek God on how you can raise up pastors and church planters through your local church. God bless. Have a great week. Thank you.